Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 60 of the Van Foodster podcast. In this week's episode, I will feature Baby Del Rodi, a new Caribbean restaurant specializing in Trinidadian dishes, recently opened on Commercial Drive. I will then feature Barra Caribbean Cuisine, also recently opened, and this is one is an international village mall in the food court downtown. I will then talk about the Vancouver Passage Challenge as well as the Vancouver Burger Challenge. And lastly, I will feature my interview with Mickey McLeod, co-founder of Salt Spring Coffee Company, who are celebrating 25 years. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as to visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. And we'll get on with this week's episode. I just checked out a couple new restaurants this week, which have both, both had opened probably within a couple weeks of each other recently, like about a month ago, month, maybe month, two months ago or so. Baby Del Rodi opened on uh, Commercial Drive. I've actually waited a little while before visiting because I kept watching um, online people commenting that they were never open on time and they're always running out of food. And I was going to go over one day and then I discovered that they weren't actually open and then they would post that they're two, opening two hours later. So I think a business like this, a restaurant like this needs to kind of get their act together. Um, I'm going to better do it soon because if you build a reputation with great food, you're going to have a, a large following of people um, kind of going after you and wanting to come in. But if you're never open, then you're going to start getting all these complaints that you're never open. So I think for a restaurant like this, uh, hopefully they uh, resume proper um, opening times. Once you say they're opening at 2, they should open at 2. Because uh, I see what, do see what happens uh, to restaurants over time that uh, don't exactly follow their, their hours and people start complaining and then people don't go back. But their food was incredible. It was very, very good. I'm very happy. I waited a little while, um, but I can see how there could be some frustrations because when I placed my order, I had no idea how long it was going to be, and I waited and waited and waited, and then I realized they were making every order from scratch, which is great, and it's fresh food, except for you're waiting for 25 minutes, and you probably think it's going to be 10. Anyway, Baby Del Rodi, 2707 Commercial Drive, and I had the curry chicken with potatoes. Now, you can get it a couple different ways. You can get the curry chicken, which normally comes over uh, rice and peas. But I uh, wanted the roti. I wanted their special roti. The special roti is called Bus Up Shut Roti. This is a traditional roti uh, you'll find in Trinidad. Um, I actually had not been to Trinidad before. I've been to the Caribbean a few times, but I've never been to Trinidad. So I actually kind of looked it up trying to see how, um, what, how this roti is different to other roti I've had. And it is different, and it's called Bus Up Shut Roti. So I wanted that. So I did a uh, kind of a plus add-on, and I did the curry chicken uh, with the uh, Bus Up Roti, which is an extra $2 charge, I believe. And um, it was incredible. That, that First of all, the curry was so good, so authentic. You just tasted the, the flavors of that curry just really came out. So, and, it's you know, it's served. If you check out my Instagram today, I just posted this. Uh, you see how it's served, right? So 
you're not getting fancy plates here. They don't even have plates. They're giving you like a takeout box and their takeout, yeah, takeout container thing. That it's, if you're going to eat in or take it out, it's the same. You get the takeout container. Okay, so that's a bit organic. People like to have plates. However, I can see how they wouldn't have plates because they really don't have the uh, the manpower to actually do dishes and all that kind of stuff anyway. But um, it's just great. You know, you see this, you get this package, and it was just, it doesn't have to look pretty. Sometimes things don't have to look amazingly good. It just tastes great. And especially this, our rainy weather, this is really, really good. So I think the uh, curry chicken was really good. The um, flaky, this bust-up shot roti was flaky, also delicious, a perfect amount of the curry. Um, I did, I did hear, hear, though, from people that apparently the oxtail is some of the best oxtail in town. So I've heard that one already. People are really like the goat curry. So that's another one to try. So um, the thing, and then the doubles. Now, I never tried the doubles. I actually went there specifically to try the doubles. And, of course, they didn't have it. So they said, oh, we'll be ready at 2 o'clock. But I, didn't, I had a meeting to go to. I didn't have time to wait. So this is the thing with it. If you're going to say you have it, have it. Don't say, don't put it on there and say, uh, we don't have it till whenever. People aren't going to come back. This is just not what's going to happen. So anyway, delicious food, baby Daroli. Check their, call them for their hours before you go or watch their Instagram for their hours. And um, I think try these dishes. I can't wait to try their doubles and their other dishes there. Um, one day I'll get back over to that spot. And um, another restaurant that recently opened, and I, I went to check this one out this weekend as well. It's called Barra Caribbean Cuisine, it was also really good. Different though, it's kind of odd that you find it in a food court of a mall that people don't really go to. So like this mall, International Village Mall, Tinseltown, people had gone when it first opened and people went to the movies. It was full on with, with great stores in the mall, but the stores couldn't make it in the mall. So most of them closed. The only thing you have there is you have the uh, movie theater, which everybody goes to. And then these random eateries in the mall, in the food court. Like, I can't figure out why they opened. The only reason I thought things that they could, the reason they did open there is so they could get the kitchen and then they can do a lot of DoorDash takeout business. That's my thing. Anyway, the food is really good. So I encourage you to go. Um, maybe, you know, people don't like to do DoorDash all the time. So skip the DoorDash but, and just go there and have some fresh, delicious food. I just think it's kind of odd that why these people are there. Anyway. The food is very good. It's very different. Um, it is also Trinidadian, so perhaps they're the owners from the, from the same region. Um, I think I love. Well, I don't. I, I don't lo love what COVID has done to many restaurants around the city because it's closed a lot of them. However, in one retrospect, is it's also brought us some fresh, unique takes on food. We've got some new cuisines that Vancouver hasn't had in many, many years. You've got Calabash Bistro, one of the best Caribbean restaurants around. And it's been it's survived COVID, which is wonderful to hear. I love them, um, but it's also great to see some new restaurants open up. You know, if you're in Toronto, you're going to find more Caribbean restaurants. You're going to find more ethnic restaurants um, than we have here. We're a diverse city. We should have all these different cultures here. So it's great to see these two restaurants have just opened. Uh, please go and patronize them. They're both quite different. So I finally got to try my doubles. The doubles dish that I wanted to try. Which I didn't know what it was. It just sounded cool. No, I did know what it was. I was very curious. So um, I got to try it at Barra. So when you order at Barra, it's ready. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so it's kind of like this, um, I want to say it's not roti, but it's sort of this kind of flat bready kind of thing, bread they make. And it's um, special. And it, you get uh, two of them. That's kind of why it's called double. And then they put this chickpea kind of um, 
chickpea and sauce on top, and then it comes with chutney. You can do the one chutney or both. Of course, I did both. It's like a mango and tamarind chutney. Um, so it's really good. And then uh, there's got this pepper sauce. So they ask you what spice level you want. I went with the uh, medium spice on there. You can have hot if you want, or you can just go with mild. And then um, they tell you it's kind of like a taco and how to eat it, but it's messy. So that was like, that was so smart that they told me it's messy. So I knew what to prepare for. Um, it is messy, but I, I managed it. It was actually really, really good. I would have that again. Um, you can get uh, one for five bucks or two for nine. There were two of us, so we, we split that one. We did two for nine. It was good. Um, we also have the uh, guava uh, jerk uh, chicken. So this was really good. Guava jerk chicken with rice and peas and then and green beans. Now, you can it comes with two sides. So... You could go plantain. I would do plantain next time. Um, but there's a bunch of you can do coleslaw if you want. There's different sides there. So I like how they did that. And that was really good. Um, takeout containers are awesome too as well. Very quick service. You only had to wait, what, I don't know, like 10 minutes or something. Seven minutes, 10 minutes. It was just, it was very good. So give them a, you know, check them out. 88 West Pender Street. They're in the International Village Mall, upstairs on the second floor in the food court. So if you're heading to a movie, definitely go there and eat first before you go to the movie. But if you just want to have a unique dinner experience, um, just head on in there, order your food, take it to go, eat it at home, um, or eat it wherever you're going. So great, great job. Barra Caribbean Cuisine. You find them on Instagram as well. And then... Um, my Vancouver Pasta Challenge is now on. Seventh annual Pasta Challenge is on now till October 31st. We've got a couple restaurants around the city and food truck this time around. Uh, if you want to check out Robotamati in their uh, Yelltown and in their uh, West End location, they are doing the uh, Taclatel El Fungi Associa. So that's uh, created by the team. It's a creamy mixed mushroom pasta with Italian fennel sausage. Uh, available for lunch and dinner, so you can go in and try that, and then uh, vote for them for people's choice. Uh, the other restaurant is Artusi in New Westminster. We've got them doing a gnocchi nua uh, burrata al mar, so it's actually kind of a seafood gnocchi dish uh, created by Chef Delbert, and he has done a. Um, it's got uh, very interesting. Looks like uh, a new a new a spicy Italian salami with a burrata. Uh, in this dish with the uh, gnocchi and seafood. We've got prawns and scallops. It sounds very, very interesting. I can't wait to try that. It's available Wednesday to Sunday for dinner, for dining only. Um, well, actually, for dine-in, they're also available for takeout or Uber Eats delivery. So if you live in the Westminster area and you want to get Uber Eats delivery, you can definitely go ahead and do that. RTC Restaurant at 412 6th Street, Westminster. And lastly, we've got a great food truck in North Vancouver, amazing food truck in North Vancouver. It's called Invacanza Pacifico Food Truck. Now, it is located... In North Van, close to the Second Narrows Bridge, they're um, in the back lane behind Sons of Vancouver Distillery and um, and uh, the other distillery, which of course can't, how did I lose my track of thought? This is crazy how this happens. Um, but the two distilleries are right there and uh, you've got them, you've got incredible cocktails you can have. So you can have your pasta and uh, enjoy it on one of the... Uh, patio on one of the uh, distillery patios and it's covered patio and um you get delicious food and delicious cocktails so check them out so they're open on um okay wednesday to friday five to nine and saturday sunday three to nine 
uh, outside. It's an outside uh, restaurant. It's outside food truck. But um, so either get it to go, take it home. And but I would eat this pasta sort of fairly quick as it's hot. I would eat it probably within the first ten minutes of it coming out. I think is the best way of doing it. So it is a um, it's called spaghetti con crema de broccolo romanesco uh, guanciale. So it's a tender uh, roman. I can't pronounce it it's so bad. Uh, romanesco pan fried with crispy smoked and cured pork gel with chilies and pecorino black pepper in a cream sauce it sounds really really good so definitely go try in vacanza and vote for all your favorites for people's choice until october 31st uh my eighth annual vancouver burger challenge is also on right now until october 31st we've got another two restaurants and a food truck involved in this one i've uh, kind of made it a little bit larger area this time around so we've got um uh in squamish we've got uh flip side Burgers, my favorite burger uh, places around. So Flipside Burgers is a food truck in Squamish, in the back of the cidery. Uh, it's a permanent food truck. It doesn't like move anywhere, but uh, they've done a great job. And I, I uh, first discovered it back in uh, in the spring when I was heading over there, and uh, my favorite pizzeria, Backcountry, who won the uh, the Vancouver Pizza Challenge this year. A chef told me, I've got to check out Flipside Burgers. And he actually wanted to take me to Flipside Burgers, but it could never work out. Like, I never timed it of when I was going to be in Squamish and then when he when he was free. So it never worked out. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to go on my own one day. So one day I get back to Squamish, I'll go try it. And I did. And I went to Flipside Burgers and had a wonderful lunch. It was just really, really good. And um, they're in our challenge this year. So I'm very excited for this. So they've created something called the Green Chorizo Burger. And it's created by Chef Tristan. It's a house-made sausage patty with green chilies and herbs, plum and pineapple chutney. That alone sounds really interesting. Lime slaw, baby arugula, and garlic aioli. It's offered uh, Tuesday to Tuesday to Thursday, 11.30 to 8.30. Friday to Saturday, 11.30 to 9.00. Sunday, 11.30 to 8.30. Uh, Close on Monday. So definitely go check them out. Flipside Burgers, they are in Squamish. Right down Squamish, downtown Squamish. So if you're heading out from downtown Vancouver, it doesn't take very long. It's like a 30, 40 minute drive and you're there. So it's a great, great spot. And um, it looks like a delicious burger. It looks amazing on Instagram. So definitely want to check that out. Then we have Hearthstone Brewery at Tap and Forno in, in North Vancouver. And they are doing a uh, cranberry pesto pocket. Very interesting. They've kind of blended this idea of a burger inside a pocket interesting idea cranberries and melted cheese that looks really interesting uh so this is available uh daily uh for dining or takeout and uh they are in north vancouver at 1015 marine drive so definitely go check them out uh, Hearthstone. and then lastly we have uh burger burger in abbotsford so in downtown abbotsford it's like a really cool burger uh burger restaurant that i discovered last summer and it's a uh, soul burger so soul as in seoul korea uh, Korean barbecue sauce, Korean barbecue mayo, very interesting ingredients. They've got a fried egg on top. They've got Korean corn cheese, um, Korean barbecue marinated sirloin strips, beef and pork patty. Sounds very interesting. It's on a brioche bun. Check them out. It's on. It's available daily all the time for dining only. So they're downtown Abbotsford, Burger Burger, 33758 Essendine Avenue. So you can vote for them 
uh, for People's Choice, for all these burger shops, for your favorites for People's Choice, on now until October 31st. Salt Spring Coffee Company is celebrating 25 years uh, right now since the company was co-founded on Salt Spring Island by Mickey McLeod. Founded in 1996, the company was one of the first to sell organic fair trade coffee in BC and as a certified B Corp, continually works to have a positive impact on people and the environment. Focused on quality, the company sells its products in stores across Canada online in the Salt Spring Coffee Cafe and Kitchen in Ganges, BC. I'm I had a, my pleasure of meeting uh, uh, Mickey many, many years ago. I mean, shortly after he founded it, and then uh, I saw him again years later at the Vancouver Folk Festival. Salt Spring Coffee was always taking part. And I just had a chance to uh, interview him uh, this week for this podcast. And you'll hear his interview coming up in a minute. And uh, we talked about his 25 years. I mean, it's just 25 years, I think, is incredible for any company, uh, let alone a coffee company in BC. So obviously, there's tremendous devotion and passion in this in his in this company uh mickey is still living on salt spring island and the company is still based there although they do roast their coffee in richmond bc now that that changed many years ago so listen to my interview with uh, mickey mcleod here we go so uh, we just you're just celebrating your 25 years right now, Salt Spring Island Co- Salt Spring Coffee Company, which is incredible. Uh, yeah. 25 years is a long time. Um, can you tell me <clears throat> what the uh, secret is to uh, growing a company to be 25 years uh, in coffee, especially and in British Columbia? There must be some secret to it. Well, you know, I I think that I I'm. I don't know what it is. I'm pretty driven, pretty dedicated. I don't give up easy. I think that's part of it. Um, and I just feel the importance of the work that we're doing. You know, I've always, you know, my wife and I met in 1973, a couple of young hippies. You know, she's from California. I'm from BC. And I've always just, you know, been. that's where our passion for coffee started together. And, uh, you know, she's not so much of a businesswoman I am, but we share a lot of things in common just about wanting to, to do good, I guess, for people. I've been way more entrepreneurial. And I think once we latched on to coffee, you know, as a business idea in the early 90s, before we started 96, it just, I don't know, it just, it got me. Um, and it's just something that I, you know, was really a, a driving passion for many reasons. And that's one of the beautiful things about coffee is that touches the lives of many people and you can have big impact. So I guess the, the continual impact that we've been able to see over 25 years, I think is what's really keeping me driving. You know, it's, you've got agriculture, you've got humanity, you've got commerce, you've got, you know, so many things that have changed and it's phenomenal. And that, I think that's what really drives me is just all the pieces. And it seems like the, you know, the mission's not over yet. <laughs> Lots to do still. Of course. So I imagine with <clears throat> COVID, <clears throat> that would have affected you in, I guess, in a more, I would say in a more of a positive way, because people had to drink coffee, they couldn't leave their houses. So a lot of people were, were getting it at the grocery store, they were getting it brought into them. I would imagine the coffee sales overall would have gone up across the country. So that probably helped you. Am I correct in that manner? Yeah, no, you're, you are correct. I mean, we did well. I mean, there was a lot of challenges still with just, you know, all of the protocols and, you know, making sure that people were safe and, you know, all the, you know, mask wearing and hand washing and COVID testing and, you know, people getting, you know, 
uh, symptoms and having to, you know, self-isolate until they got tested. And, you know, we didn't have, you know, we were fine through it all, but just all of those disruptions and how do we do it and what's next. <laughs> but, you know, as a company, we, we did fine and uh, our e-commerce sales uh, grew quite substantially um, and grocery did as well. So we did quite well in all of that, actually. It, it, um, it, was, it, it worked in our favor to a certain degree, but still without, not without challenge. So uh, your company is just, as celebrating 25 years, has just come up with a new coffee collection. It's a three coffees, uh, which are just a limited edition. Now, I just drank one this morning. I had the Memento. Yes. Uh, but uh, can we talk a little bit about this? Can you tell me uh, what regenerative organic agricultural practices you use to develop this new collection celebrating 25 years? Yeah, well, actually, I've, I've got the coffees here as well. Can't see it with my background there. Um, but yeah, no, well, we've been working with this family farm in Nicaragua since about 2007, I believe. Um, Corrales, um, Byron Corrales for Finkos Los Pinos. And uh, they have been practicing regenerative agriculture or biodynamic uh, is, you know, another term. They're, they're very similar in, in sort of their, their approach which basically is a really holistic approach. So you look at all aspects of not only just the soil, but, you know, you're looking at the, um, the, the you know, the, the stars, the moon cycles, um, really, you know, looking at um, how you're treating, you know, animals, because they use, as an example, they, you know, they raise cattle specifically for fertilizer to be able to use that fertilizer to grow their coffee. And then you know having it in a in a in a field, so ma managing that field. Where normally with regular organic agriculture, what it would be is just you know you want to avoid herbicides and pesticides. So those are some of the basic principles. But with regenerative agriculture, it takes it to a much deeper level. And although that's what the the Corrales family has been doing for you know forever as well. So it's just it's a much in looking at all the the root matter and all of the creatures that, you know, even the little ants play a part of, you know, being aware of their contribution to, to farming. So it, and, and the thing with regenerative agriculture as well is it actually sequests carbon. So it pulls carbon out of the air back into the soil. So having a really rich, diverse um, farm, you know, is actually very positive instead of just reducing herbicides and pesticides. So it's got to do with, you know, really incredible soil health. So you've come up with this limited edition and I understand it's based on a single origin coffee bean and then it's done three ways, is that correct? Right, yeah. So we've been buying, say this coffee for years and it's Americatura. It's actually, um, it's Amerigahipe varietal. So it's a very large bean. You'll notice that the bean's quite large. So what they've done is they've taken that and we've been buying their washed for quite some time and then there's a natural and then we've got a the um the the proven air the proven air the it's a honey process we have it's the same coffee process three different ways so you get you know a different flavor taste profile out of each one of those pro but it's the exact same coffee so do you recommend people to drink it in a certain way like do you should i start with a memento or should i start with the other the legato or i mean yeah well What's yeah, the I would because you go with the memento, um, no, the legato, and work. This is the washed, and then we've got the natural, and then the honey. So you can work it in that way. Mm -hmm. So often when you're tasting coffee or you know or beer or something, you want to go from the lightest to the darkest. Right. 
because otherwise you you, you know because they're usually the darker um in this case they're not dark rose profiles but they have a different flavor so going washed um natural honey would be the way i would suggest doing it okay. yeah i just did it again again this morning myself to get you know familiar with the flavors again so when you're starting a process like this to create a limited edition, how far back do you go? Did you start this like a year ago, the thought and the idea of putting this together, or is this something that came up quite quickly? Well, um, it started many months ago. You know, actually, it kind of started last year. I, I was in um, Nicaragua last February with Jesse, our director of coffee, and we were planning on getting some of these coffees uh, last year, but <laughs> with COVID, yeah. um, that whole thing got put on, on hold and we didn't bring in any of these particular coffees. So we started thinking about how to go about, you know, knowing the anniversary was coming up and what are we gonna do for coffee? So the process started quite a long time ago. And then usually what we have to do is about this time of year. So in the fall, what we do is we start booking our coffees for the spring delivery. So it would have been last fall, we would have started talking about, okay, what can we do for the anniversaries? And it was sort of a combination of, okay, let's try these three coffees for our anniversary blend. So it, you know, it, it's over well over a year ago, the idea. And then how did your partners in Nicaragua take to your idea? Were they, were they overwhelmed and excited? I mean, it's, you know, sort of around the COVID time for them too. Um, or, and how did, how did you guys work it together on sort of between their side and you? Well, you know, a lot of good communication, actually, well, Byron, he's, well, they're, I guess they're third generation, fourth generation farming, because uh, Byron's daughter, Sarah, is quite involved now, and she's the one that's working a lot with these smaller lots and the special processes, so we, you know, have good communication with her, so when we came up with the idea, I mean, they were, they were all over it, they were really excited about wanting to do, to do something with us, partnering for our 25th anniversary, so it was actually a very uh, exciting process and and they 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 embraced it very well so the three names three coffees are legato memento and por venera um how can people get their hands on this collection well um we we just launched it um actually in our new website and our anniversary video all came out just on tuesday so it's available through our website so saltspringcoffee.com and we have a little gift box, you know, it's got the three coffees and it's got a, a sustainable mug in there too, a reasonable mug. So, and a little description, it's also got this little card. Obviously I can't see because of my background there. You, I guess, did you get one of those boxes? I got, yeah, I just, it just yeah. arrived yesterday. So I've had a chance to take a look at that. Right, so that that's what's gonna be available online. Okay, so uh, only online, so people it. can't get this to the grocery store then? No, it's not a grocery item. It's, it's, it's very difficult to get, put this skewed through grocery. Right. So it's available online. We're going to be selling it also at our cafe on Salt Spring. I don't think there's going to be any other retailers. I mean, there might be a couple small ones. I, I don't know yet, but I know certainly online. So um, your cafe, we were just talking about a minute ago in Salt Spring Island. I visited many, many years ago. I think it was like, I don't even know, 20 years ago or something. And I remember going to this cafe and I, this is so cool. I love this coffee so good. And then I hadn't gone back to Salt Spring in quite some time. So you had the cafe there and I guess you closed it for a while and you've just reopened. Is that correct? Yes. Well, when we, um, when we moved from uh, Salt Spring Island to Richmond, uh, the cafe was still operating, but 
it was quite a departure. So we ended up, we ran it for about a year or so. No, I guess more than that. It was quite a while. We ran it. Uh, and then it ended up by, you know, just kind of hard, needed a renovation. It was really kind of hard to manage it. So I decided to just close it down for a bit to kind of let things settle down. And then came up with a renovation plan and we uh, spent about a year and a half renovating. <laughs> and then right during the time of, uh, once again, COVID, we opened up last year of July 13th of 2020. So right at the, you know, kind of the, the early peak of COVID. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, we did a quite an amazing job and, you know, major renovation, put in a really good kitchen and lots of, you know, lots of open floor space. And so it's, you know, it's a beautiful location and it's, uh, you know, part of it is really trying to help showcase what Salt Spring Coffee is all about. We do a lot of support for local communities and a lot of, you know, local organic food that we put through the cafe. And so that, you know, it was a, it was a pretty major project, but, you know, we've also been part of the Salt Spring community for, 25 years and felt we wanted to continue that mm -hmm. um on yeah. the growth on the grocery side of things um where is your coffee available now i mean i see it in the grocery store around vancouver but um are you outside of bc like where can people find it if they're across the country uh well we're actually in pretty much every, every major banner across canada now so you know all of we have seven just seven distributors throughout canada so you can find it in, you know, Metro Loblaws, you know, Eastern Canada. Uh, we're also doing, you know, all the local banners here, um, Thrifties, Safeway, uh, you know, all of them really. So we're, we're pretty well distributed in, throughout Canada now. Which is great. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've, you know, we, it's taken years to get this, you know, uh, in play and groceries, a, you know, very, you know, I, I find it, you know, it's a, it's a powerful, uh, tool to get product out to people and you know we've been lucky enough to we've been in the channel for a, a number of years so we and we have good distribution and good partners for for distribution now so now that you've hit 25 years what can people look forward to in 2022 <laughs> well you know the thing is uh kind of getting you know back to the regenerative agriculture piece i mean i we've always been very interested in supporting um values you know organic uh, coffee, uh, fair trade values. And something that, you know, I, it's sort of the next real high level for that to me is, is really about regenerative agriculture. And, you know, working, we are working with some of our um, coffee partners to help get them regenerative. There's actually a certification now as well. It's called Rock Regenerative Organic Certification. So there is a whole process that just started, I think about maybe a couple of years ago, the whole process for certification. But what I you know, really wanna do is just really try to focus a lot more on the importance of that. And even you know, being a, a voice for regenerative agriculture and you know, helping people understand what it means. Because I, I, you know, climate change is such a massive concern to everybody for very good reason. And it, I had a bit of an aha moment last year, actually, last fall. And I, I've always known about regenerative agriculture, and it was good. But I really started doing some deep research and realized, wow, this this can have some serious impact. And you know, having like farmers doing it, coffee farmers on a small scale is one thing, but what can actually happen on a very large scale is quite phenomenal. So a lot, of, you know, that kind of ties into no-till agriculture. So you know, avoiding uh, water erosion, uh, dust, you know, soil erosion, you know, from wind. So if, if actually, if regenerative agriculture takes hold in a bigger way, and it, it's starting to, 
uh, I think it, it can have a massive impact and not, I'm not talking just about coffee. I'm talking about in general, because one of the things that Salt Spring Coffee also is about, you know, we, you know, we like to call ourselves a change agent and it's not just about the product we sell. In fact, I find often, you know, coffee is a tool for change. Um, and so really what we want to do is just really try to help um, people be aware of, of those changes. And, and cause that's, you know, we've got, to do it we all have to start rowing in the same direction more um so that's part of it a big thing for us is just you know a lot of awareness about that so most of what you what you've been selling currently has been whole beans so i understand you're about to go into ground coffee is that correct yeah that's correct we do have uh we just launched a few months ago too we do have some some ground packages as well and also we do have in early 2022 we're going to have some 100% compostable pods coming out. Uh, that's something that we, you know, kind of avoided the pod uh, business to date because it hasn't been very um, friendly in terms of disposal, but we're partnering up with a company to start doing that. So we're in the very late stages of just getting it all finalized and we'll be having a launch, not announced yet, but it'll be early in 2022. Mm. And we do have some ground coffee um, already on in the market. That's interesting because the pod thing has really taken off during COVID because people could, weren't going out to cafes. They were using the machines at home and they're all, most of them were pods. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I think you're on the right bandwagon there. Yeah, no, it's been something that, you know, actually for years been looking at it, but we just didn't want to get involved in something that didn't kind of meet our, our values and just, you know, kind of going into the waste stream. Yeah, but no, it's good. I mean, it's certainly going to, going to um, help build awareness and the brand and another SCUDA offer as well, certainly. Right. Exactly. Well, anyway, thank you for talking to me today. Yeah. This will be up in a couple of days. I'll, uh, I'll message you through Kyle to you. And okay. Okay, great. Thank yeah, you very much. Great. All right. Great. Thanks, Tim. Have a great day. See ya. Thank yep. You. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors, as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodster Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.